What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be talking about three buy low trade targets heading into week eight of the fantasy football season and the NFL season. Kind of some big names in today's trade target video. So stay tuned for those three options. If you guys have any fantasy questions, drop them down below, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. I'll also have my sell high players and then my waiver wire targets in separate videos, but let's just jump right into it. I want to start it off here with Bijan Robinson. And just a very odd situation here today with Bijan. I think just looking at like injuries as a whole, fantasy football managers are typically going to be able to get over injuries, you know, when they know the player is missing. So, right, if Bijan was just going to be out for this game and you got to pivot to a different option, it might have sucked, but they'd be fine. They'd get over it. What really starts to rile up fantasy managers is when a player is active, but they're playing a much more limited role than we were expecting or just barely getting on the field at all, like we saw here with Bijan Robinson. I know it happened a couple times last season with T. Higgins, where he was active, but he was kind of banged up, and they just didn't play him. Obviously, people were very frustrated, and you know I think it makes sense, right? If a player's injured, it's not like you're getting a zero in your lineup because you can go with another option. If they're injured and don't play, but you don't know that they're not playing, then it's going to you know take a hit to your lineup. So I understand why they get frustrated, but I think this could open up a nice buy window here for Bijan Robinson. Apparently, it was some kind of like bad headache where they didn't want to like force him to play and make it worse. Um, it seems a little weird. Like it was also weird that there was just no info on it before the game and it kind of, you know, had to wait till the end. But I feel like you take that at face value. There aren't many like other super logical options. Like Bijan's not the type of guy to have some sort of like off the field locker room problem. So I guess it is the headache thing, just a weird thing that you don't see very often. But I do think like this three yard game where he pretty much did nothing in your lineup. I think he's a nice buy low at this point because he had already kind of been a little bit underwhelming over the last couple of weeks. It's not like he was coming off with two monster games and then just had this one weird week. Um, last two weeks, 11.8 PPR points and then 13 PPR points. Then he has 0.3 points. So three kind of down games compared to where you actually drafted him heading into the season. And, you know, if you're losing because of that, like near goose egg, that could kind of be the last straw for someone who drafted Bijan and was expecting, you know, some better production out of him. If we exclude this game where obviously he didn't do anything in week seven, Bijan is averaging 13.3 carries and 5.3 targets per game. That is very solid usage. I like that workload, especially as a pass catcher over five targets a game. You like to see that. He's also a rookie, so that usage could kind of expand throughout the season. I'm really not worried about him long-term. I love that receiving upside. The touchdowns will come. They haven't. Obviously, Tyler Algier kind of filtering in is going to cap his ceiling a little bit, but I still think he's a very strong running back one rest of season. So I'd be looking to move him for guys like Raheem Mostert, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry. If I had any of those guys on my roster, I would be sending out straight offers for Bijan Robinson. I think he has a pretty decent shot of just tearing it up throughout the rest of the season. I do think he is high-end running back one upside, and he is someone I try to kind of capitalize on here if the manager's just upset with the overall situation. Now, pivoting over to the wide receiver position, another big name here, it's going to be Devontae Adams, and just another stud with like three straight down games. In week five, he goes four for 45. Then in week six, he only goes two for 28. And then here in week seven, not as bad. He goes seven for 57. But when that's your best game and you're Devontae Adams over the last three weeks, that is definitely a little bit of a uh, cold stretch here. And I actually think this week seven game yesterday probably would have been a better overall fantasy day if he didn't get pulled 
with a couple other starters towards the end of it. Like he didn't play the full set of snaps um, because they were just, you know, out of that game against the Bears. So I just think this is a spot where we know Devontae Adams is crazy talented. He has not played up to his ceiling over these last three weeks. So you just go out and you buy low on a player who you just feel very confident with in terms of his skill set. Plus you get Jimmy G back. So it doesn't seem like he's going to have like the long-term quarterback issue with Brian Hoyer or uh, Aiden O'Connell. So that's good to know also. And even over the entire season, he's averaging 16.6 PPR points per game, which like is fine. It's not crazy. That's probably going to be like fringe wide receiver one production when we look back at this season. So it's obviously not what you drafted him to do. But even with those three bad games in a row, which is obviously going to weigh that down, it's not like his season long stats are terrible. So I think he's going to improve over the next few weeks. I do think this is probably going to be his worst stretch of the season. Um, just some names that I throw out here as like potential offers, Metcalf, Olave, DJ Moore, Adam Thielen. Every league is going to be different. Like in some leagues, you're really going to have to give up a ton to get rid of Devontae Adams. In other leagues, you can like parlay in Adam Thielen overachieving start to the season and turn that into, you know, Devontae Adams, who's kind of struggled. So a lot of it will probably kind of come down to the competitiveness of your league. But I still think Devontae Adams, regardless of how locked in your league is, is someone you should at least be checking in on. And then the final player here, it's going to be another wide receiver, and it is going to be Calvin Ridley. And I want to start off by saying that obviously Calvin Ridley has been a massive disappointment. This is not me trying to make some pitch that like Calvin Ridley is going to live up to his preseason price and all of this stuff. Admittedly, I was very high on Calvin Ridley heading into the season. At this point, it was clearly the wrong call. I like the upside. There's obviously some risk with him not having played a full season in a couple of years. And so far, it has definitely not panned out. But I think the thing that people kind of forget is that you are not buying a player in the present day as their like pre-draft price or where they were drafted. You are buying them at their current price, the way someone views them heading into week eight here. So you're not drafting them as like that fringe wide receiver one. And I have to imagine that whoever had Calvin Ridley, he's probably someone they have in their starting lineup. They probably fired him up to start here in week seven. They turn on that Thursday night football game. And they watch him go out there, catch one pass. The Jaguars are barely looking to target him. And not only were they barely targeting him, they were like going out of their way to target Jamal Agnew, who was locked up by the Saints' number one corner in Marshawn Lattimore, which just seemed absurd. As someone who rosters Calvin Ridley in multiple different leagues, I can promise you it was very tough to watch that happen. You know, you got the super talented wide receiver. They're not even looking his way. They're going after a dude who's kind of like a gimmicky play guy going up against you know a great nfl corner so it was rough there's probably going to be people that are going to be full-on panicking they're going to think he's done personally i still think there's you know some upside here with calvin ridley i do think he has the opportunity to turn it around just looking at the jaguars kind of upcoming schedule here so they do have a week eight game but remember they played on thursday night so they have a week and a half a little bit longer to prepare for that uh, week eight game and then they have a week nine bye so they really have like one game in the next, what, like two and a half weeks, if I'm uh, doing that math right. So there's going to be a lot of time for them to kind of self-scout, figure out what's going well, figuring out what's, you know, maybe not going so well. And I have to think that the possibility is at least there, that they're going to come to the conclusion that they're going to want to get arguably their best wide receiver more involved. Some people will probably say Christian Kirk is the better guy, whatever. They're both super talented. 
And I feel like they could come to the conclusion like, all right, we have to get this guy more involved. It's not like he's been a complete zero. Like he's had two big games. Week one, he went eight for 101 and a touchdown. Week uh, five, he went seven for 122. So he has had those big games. And I just think it's worth, you know, buying him. He's probably more of like a wide receiver three at this point. I would definitely pay that wide receiver three price tag. Um, Some guys I'd be looking to just like trade straight up if people are interested. Chris Godwin, DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaurin, Drake London. Like I kind of feel like that's the range where people are going to be viewing Calvin Ridley at this point. I think people have him locked in as like the clear wide receiver two behind Christian Kirk. And I do think that's fair, but I don't think there's going to be a massive difference. And I also wouldn't be shocked if Calvin Ridley ended up picking it up and uh, outperforming Christian Kirk rest of season. Not saying it's the probable thing, but I do think there's a uh, you know decent possibility that that could happen. So I do think Calvin Ridley is a nice buy low. People are probably panicking. Obviously, he's been frustrating, but there's still some upside there on that Jaguars passing attack with Trevor Lawrence. I like him as a buy low. So those are going to be the three players I'm looking to buy low on. Bijan Robinson, Devontae Adams, and Calvin Ridley. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. You want to run any trades by me, you can drop those down below. Thank you all for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.